Welcome to the International Order of the Golden Rule podcast series. OGR provides tools and resources to help independently owned funeral homes be exceptional. Today's podcast is brought to you by Thumbies Keepsakes, an OGR endorsed supplier. Comfort the families you serve and boost your revenue stream this year by becoming a partner with Thumbies Keepsakes. Now a member of the Messenger Company, Thumbies offers the largest selection of high quality fingerprint jewelry and accessories, giving families the perfect way to always remember their loved ones. Partnering with Thumbies is a breeze thanks to their in-house support team, traveling partner representatives, available Bluetooth fingerprint scanner, and easy to use website. Now offering the same discount and commission rate on all products, accessories, and metal types, regardless of whether the purchase is made by you or the family, there's no better time to join. Thumbies has huge updates in store for their partner app and e-commerce website to make life as a partner easier and more rewarding than ever. Become a partner for free today by signing up at thumbies.com or calling their support team at 877-848-6243. It's important to take time to engage in what OGR has to offer. Doesn't mean you have to do everything, but I think the biggest challenge, and this again goes back to what um, our president talked about was, it's important to take time out to make your business better. And in order to take advantage of everything that OGR has to offer, just take advantage of one thing. And I think it'll help you in your business. So even though everyone's so busy and saying, oh my gosh, I don't have time, lift your head up, look around what we have to offer and take advantage of something. And I think you'll see that it was worth the time. Hello and welcome. I am Gregory McClary, and this is the digital podcast series from the Order of Golden Rule, a podcast by, for, and about the independent funeral profession. Our theme this year is the changing consumer as we focus on how your business can develop and pivot with the needs of the community. Today's guest is Wendy King, who is the executive director of OGR and has been in that since 2020 and has ushered us through the challenging times of uh, doing co-demic. She leads the organization through uh, strategic planning, uh, board of directors management, fundraising, staff management, and act as a industry liaison. OGR around at related industry and speaking opportunity. It is an honor for me to have this opportunity to welcome Wendy to our podcast uh, series today. Talk about what she's been hearing from OGR members and what to look to in 2023. Wendy, I welcome you. Gregory, thanks for having me this morning. So let's just dive in this morning. Um, you have been at OGR now for over two years, and you start at, and I guess you would say it wasn't time to start with a pandemic because it kind of put it hinders you from what you were, your plans. Getting to, at the time, getting to know members and um, get connected. So what's just been your impression so far? Well, I, you're right. When I started, I think I went probably the first six or eight months without meeting a member or even a board member in person. But fortunately, as we got into um, after a few months, I was able to go to some events 
and meet board members and some of our members at NFDA and some of the other events. And it's been a great experience. I think what the first, the greatest thing that I learned was the commitment of our members to serving their families. I don't think that the general public recognizes how important it is for our members to serve their families well, and not to just do that for a good Google rating. And of course that is important for a funeral home to have, but really that it's it's a calling to our members. And it's not just, hey, you know, like other small businesses, I wanna give good service to members or to our customers, but this truly is a calling and how important that is that, they have integrity and follow the ethics of the order of the golden rule. So that was the greatest thing that I learned. Good. Well, the fact that the uh, order of golden rule is different from several other film professional organization. And I, I have great admiration for being a part of it. But o, OGR uses the phrase connect, learn and grow a lot when it comes to membership. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, we're we're really committed to helping our members connect with other colleagues in the field, other people in the profession that can help them through networking, through conversations. We really want to help our members learn and continually learn both from a personal development and professional development standpoint. And through those connections and that learning, we want our members to be able to grow, grow their businesses, grow their staff, um, even just grow as an individual. So everything that we do, we kind of have them fall under those buckets to help our members in those three areas. So do you see, as we come out of the pandemic, do you see us connecting like you want? Uh, Are we on target, uh, getting on target? Uh, We still got a lot of work to do. Well, you know, I'm really excited. Last year, you started to see things pivot. And I don't want to say go back to normal because, you know, in one sense, COVID offered us some other, other opportunities for our members to connect. So moving into this year, you know, we're seeing a lot of both in-person opportunities and virtual opportunities. So I think we're almost getting the best of both worlds as we move forward and enabling members to connect with each other. Good. Now, I know that you haven't gotten around to uh, meeting all of the members, and, and I hope that uh, the convention's coming up, more people will participate. But are you hearing any concerns from members, say, whether they calling in, writing in, uh, even the ones you have talked to in person? Have you seen anything that they want to they want to do different or they want to see happen? Well, I mean, I, I think I hear from them the challenges that they're facing. Everyone's so busy. Gregory, I know you can attest to that. It's like no one has time. So which also then makes us look at how are we providing these resources where it can be as easy as possible for members to to take advantage of. We're also hearing how difficult it is to hire and retain staff. We're hearing how challenging it can meet, be to meet the changing needs of families. I think it, more than ever in the last two years, families have changed how they want to do funerals. And the trend was going there, but I think it accelerated it. And then I also think we're hearing how the evolution of technology and how it has 
impacted funeral homes. So keeping up with what's what's the the newest that's happening, how does that relate to what families need and how can a busy funeral home operator integrate that and have the time to learn new technology? So I think those are the things that as we look at those issues that we're hearing from our members, how can OGR help in all those areas? Have there been anything uh, through OGR to maybe help those staff at those funeral homes with the issue of staffing? You know, I know in my area, a lot of funeral homes, you know, just had staff that just weren't able to come in. Some of them had staff that had COVID. And then you got the issue that, as some people, you just don't have people that want to work. So are there any things through OGR that you were able to maybe help these Sure. Yeah. And this is going to be, I think, uh, a a continuing challenge for members, because I think as you see, the workforce has even shifted and people are less committed to staying at one place for a long time. So I think that's going to be something that we have been addressing, but will continue to address because I will say just in general, I don't think that the country or the the world has a solution yet to a workforce that stays a year or a year and a half and moves on. It's just the way of the world. So we've done several webinars. We've got our study groups are meeting to discuss it. Um, I think those are great opportunities to learn from other members. How are they addressing it? We've got a wonderful speaker from a funeral home that's going to be speaking at our upcoming annual conference. That's going to talk a lot about that and hear some solutions that that she's offered. So I think moving forward, it's it's providing training. It's providing the opportunities for members to share how they're solving the problem. And then, you know, it's just getting in person if you can and working together to solve the problem. So we've got some things planned and we'll continue to plan things for members in the future. So, and I know that you have a corporate agenda and with the organization, but are there any personal things that you would like to see come forth? Well, one of the things that we're working on is our three-year strategic plan. We're into the second year of it, and we have three areas of focus for the strategic plan. It's membership, it's branding, and it's programming excellence. And when we talk about membership, obviously, we want to grow our our membership because the the larger that we are, the stronger as, as an association we are. But it's also when we look at membership, how can we become more diverse? How can we provide the programming that is relevant to a more diverse population of membership? So it's looking at all the the things that we can do to make membership more relevant to both our current members and people that may be interested. In brand identity, as I started out saying how impressive our membership is and their commitment to families, I think that's something that I want to make sure both others in the profession that aren't members and the public know that when you're a part of OGR, for instance, if you're a customer and you're looking at what funeral home should I pick for my loved one? 
we want people to understand if you see the OGR logo associated with that funeral home, you're getting a good funeral home and you're getting one that's going to meet your needs and care about your family. So brand identity is very important. And then again, I, you know, we are continually looking at the programming that we're offering and saying, how do we need to change? How do we need to pivot to meet the needs of the funeral homes and the challenges that they're facing? And how can they take advantage of opportunities that are there? So when I look at the things I want to accomplish, how can I continue to move that strategic plan forward? Because it's going to make us a stronger association. Great. I see and in my travel around the country, and I, and I hear a lot of homes, the uh, funeral directors and owners, talk about it's almost like they're burnout what what you suggest would be a good maybe a good program through OGR that can help them to maintain that spark and help in a night that spark those who are going through just to die overwhelmed yeah by, uh, what we are going through? Well, I mean, I think there's not, unfortunately, there's not a magic bullet that we can offer. I think, um, and in fact, in, in the upcoming issue of our magazine, Paul Hummel, the president of our association, kind of addresses owner fatigue and um, and staffing fatigue. And he talks a little bit about some of the things that you can do or should make sure that you do. And one of the things he talks about is actually taking the time for professional development, which sounds counterintuitive because you think, gosh, I don't have time to attend a webinar or to go to a study group or to attend an innovation workshop. But what he says, and I believe, is that those are the things that are going to give you the excitement and, and add the energy. You're going to hear something from a colleague that set, that will excite you and take you and you can go back to your funeral home and maybe it'll help you save time or maybe it'll help you retain staff. And the more things that you can do to improve your business, I think some of the stressors will start to go away. For instance, if you can keep staff and they can be great staff members, that's going to decrease your stress. So how do you do that through education and changing some things at your funeral home? So, I, you know, I think as we look at what we're offering our members and our calendar of events that and things that we're offering in the coming year, I think we're going to address not only the issue of fatigue, but here's some things that can make your business work better, which will relieve that stress. Good. I um, have had the uh, opportunity of being part of one of the study groups that OGR have, and, and I've also read about some of the others across the country, and, and I have to say that's a, a great avenue of, of meeting together and, and kind of in a localized area versus coming to the convention. In your opinion, how has that been overall effective going forward? Well, we were very excited last year to finally get our study groups back meeting after COVID. And we had two um, sessions. We had one sort of in northern U.S. and that had some international folks at, at it. And then we also had one on the West Coast. And those have been great because if you're not aware of what a study group is, it's uh, anywhere from five to 10 funeral home owners or managers getting together and they come with an agenda 
but it gives you the opportunity to really talk with a peer about here's the issues my funeral home's facing, or here's an opportunity, how can I take advantage of it? And so you're hearing from someone that's that understands it's doing the same thing as you and facing those same challenges. So we were really excited, the feedback that we had. And in fact, we had a, a brand new member that went to one of the, the uh, study groups and the feedback that they gave, I loved hearing it. They said, first of all, we were welcomed with open, open arms. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if we'd feel like an outsider. And this was the best way to start our membership with OGR. And, and we came back with so much information and so, so many ideas and strategies that we can use. So I think if you're able to attend a study group, even just once um, in a year, I think it's one of the best investments that you can do. The study groups are free, so we don't charge. It's just a little bit of cost for traveling there, and we try to make that as affordable as possible. Right. I know that we have programs for the owners, so many programs for the directors, and and I'm I'm hearing this personally. Staffs from home say what what can be done even through OR, to just say minister to the staff. You know, I, I used to always say we, as owners, we go to conventions, we get all charged up and we come back and we face the staff who looking like, you know, don't have anything. What do you have? Do you hear a cry for that? Do you hear anybody saying what can be done for the staff, even if it's through work study groups or whatever, what can be done for the staff of the funeral home that I think will help add value to the funeral home, help add value to the um, to the owners and possibly help on the uh, the retention of staff? I'm so glad you asked that because one of the things that we have identified at OGR is the need to be able to reach staff members with information. I think in the past, if you go back and not just our association, um, it was more focused on the owners and exactly what you said, it's great, but the owners are trying to do everything. And so one of the things that we are planning to do this year is really do a campaign among our members to make sure that they have their staff signed up for receiving emails from us, receiving information, and then also when there's training opportunities, when there's opportunities to learn and maybe even travel, if you can't go to our conference, send a staff member or to some of these other activities that we offer, give permission to your staff. Or if you see an opportunity for something to change or add something to your funeral home, a program, give it to a staff member so that they can lead that project. I think, first of all, that empowering staff is a great tool to make them want to stay because then suddenly they feel invested in your uh, business. So I think it's 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 encouraging our members to open up the membership to their staff, and and we want to really focus on that this year. We've got a few events that are scheduled specifically for staff, like a young professional summit. But I think the first step for owners is to say, oh my gosh, do I have all my staff members getting OGR emails? And if there's an opportunity, am I saying yes or turning it over to a staff member to, to take the lead on? Good, good. And I know a little earlier you spoke of the annual convention this year. And it's in the hometown of Indianapolis this year. Can you 
give us some insight on the city and, and what the attendees can look forward to? Yep, absolutely. Super excited about it. We're at the Conrad Hotel, which is a fabulous hotel right in the heart of downtown. It's with, within walking distance of, uh, gosh, uh, so many restaurants and bars and, and shopping. So it's a great location. We've got terrific speakers lined up that are covering everything from staffing challenges, owner fatigue, regulatory issues, customer service, embalming. So we've got great topics. And then what we've made sure to do is add some networking time in there. We've got a uh, trip to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So folks, if you haven't seen that, it's a very, very exciting opportunity to see the track and, and go through the museum. So I think that it'll be a great opportunity, both from learning and from experience for attendees. Also in the uh, convention, this year, has it been opened up so that people can register for the hotel, register for the convention, and so they can get to get ready to get on the road? Yes, absolutely. Registration's open. You can register at OGR.org. We have a max limit in the room so or in the facility, so I would say don't wait to to register and also don't wait to book your hotel rooms because it is the month of May, which if you know anything about Indianapolis, everything starts May 1st, all the race activities through the end of the month after the race. So rooms will fill up once our room block closes. So I would encourage you to register now and make your room reservations. Okay. When the convention start, uh, will they be say prior to the start of convention any activities going on that maybe somebody will want to come in earlier uh, maybe want to stay later are there in uh, any any opportunities for that yes we have we'll have some um some some activities that you can take advantage of in town so some fun touring things or or taking advantage of some of what indianapolis offers we're also partnering with CFSA to offer a three-hour women's conference, and it's just $50 additional to attend that, and that is happening, I believe, the day before the conference, so a great opportunity for females, and actually, if you go back to your question about what else can staff do, if you couldn't come early, you could always send a staff to the women's conference the day before. So I'm excited to be able to offer that and partner with CFSA to enable our members to attend their women's conference. You you are, and I'm saying this personally, you are doing an excellent job um, with with OGR. Uh, and just in the time that I've, I've known you and, and see the growth of uh, what OGR want to do. I'm quite sure there's somebody listening that uh, might not be a member. They may be like on the fence. Should I? Should I not? And I've seen some time where some people just say, well, I don't see any value in uh, being a member. How would you address that uh, to get them to come on over? Well, um, a couple of things. One, I you know, off the top of my head, I think of four membership benefits that are free 
that you can take advantage of as soon as you join. Um, we offer a free family contact survey program. So your surveys to your, to your families are free and we send a monthly report. And if they send in online surveys, we actually can do it bi-monthly so that you can get the feedback that you need on how your staff is serving families. So love that free program. It's one of our um, most used programs by all of our members. We talked about the study groups and the virtual roundtables, and, and we've got an innovation workshop. So coming to us and having that opportunity to network and brainstorm and troubleshoot, you're, you're not gonna get it anywhere else. And then we also offer a free price shopping or secret shopper program for members, which is a great way to see how's your staff doing when it's, how do they stack up when it comes to your competitors uh, there. And then we also have a supplier network that enables you to save money. So really you can come and through some of our suppliers, you can save the cost of your membership. But what I would say is that the more members that join us, the greater we are as a group. And if we unite as a group, being able to keep independently owned funeral homes strong, we need to unite. And I know that there's other groups you can, you're also a part of and can belong, but I think that we offer a tremendous amount of resources, as we said, to connect, learn, and grow through us. And I would think of it as joining OGR is an investment in your firm. So it's not, you're not paying a membership fee, you're investing in your firm. And the last thing I would say is that if you're not sure, let us connect you with one of our members and hear firsthand from a peer why, why they've been a member. I just talked to one that was a member for 75 years of OGR mm -hmm. and they still are finding it valuable. So let us connect you with someone who can say what they value in the membership. And I also know that uh, OGR is, they, their membership is a little different from other. What are the basic requirements uh, in becoming a member of OGR? Um, you have to abide by our ethical standards, which are on our website, but honestly, it is meaning you are a good and ethical funeral home that cares about its families, you have to be in business for two years, I believe. And there's a there's a small fee depending on the size of your caseload. There's a stru fee structure there. But you just have to be a, an independently owned funeral home committed to staying that way, which I know is, we know is who offers the best service to families. Right. Great. Our theme, before we close, um, change the changing consumer. And we, we talked about how good we, your members are serving the consumers. But what are some of the things that maybe the members are saying that maybe the new trend, not a, a far out trend that they're beginning to see happen, happening to in their firms. Obviously we're seeing cremation growing and growing, but I think that that with that also gives an opportunity for funeral homes to offer more creative services, personalized services that can still ensure that you are um, profitable, but I think that you can show families how more personalized services 
whether it's a cremation or not, can can help them have a better experience at a funeral. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. And then how technology can make the experience for families even greater. Just the fact, and this and and COVID caused this to a large extent. Just the fact that many funeral homes can show a funeral live, so that family members that can't come regardless of COVID that can't come, can still be a part of the service and be with their loved ones during it. So I think there's a lot of opportunities when you look at innovation and how it's now being incorporated into funerals, actually make them a better experience for the families. Good, good. And you mentioned the, the pandemic just now. It was something nobody was expecting. We, and they weren't expecting the effects of it. And we're coming out of it, but there's that always that possibility of something else happening, some other type of pandemic, some other type of disaster. In a lot of ways, we weren't ready. I think Funeral Homes did an excellent job uh, going through this, but how can we be prepared for the next, say the next disaster? Well, I think if you had asked anyone three years ago or however long it's been, could something like that happen and literally shut down countries? And we would have said no, that it would never be to that extent. I think now, if you ask that question, I think, yes, we all recognize, gosh, we hope not, but that something like this could happen again. The good news is I think that everyone, including OGR, learned from that and now knows, I mean, just take Zoom, for instance, nobody was using it before. Now, at least we know we can still conduct businesses with families. We can conduct businesses with suppliers using Zoom or other other avenues. So I think that we're a little better prepared for that. And OGR, our leadership has met and is working on contingency plans. How can we react faster and even better to the needs of our members if something like that happens? So the bad news is that it happened. The good news is that it showed all of us that we need to plan and be better prepared so that if if and when something like that happens, we can react quickly and still serve the families that are so important to us. Good. For 2023, um, what is, as we prepare to close, what is that one thing that you want to leave to the members today? Ooh, that's a great question. I would leave with members that it's important to take time to engage in what OGR has to offer. Doesn't mean you have to do everything, but I think the biggest challenge, and this again goes back to what um, our president talked about was, it's important to take time out to make your business better. And in order to take advantage of everything that OGR has to offer, just take advantage of one thing. And I think it'll help you in your business. So even though everyone's so busy and saying, oh my gosh, I don't have time, lift your head up, look around what we have to offer and take advantage of something. And I think you'll see that it was worth the time. Amen. Great. Wendy, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thanking you for giving your insight and letting the members just hear from you and what you are, you're doing. And again, I want to wish you well in the endeavors of even getting us through the 
that part of COVID and getting us through what you're doing to encourage the members and to add value and to show that there is value in being part of OGR. And again, I want to thank you for being with us today. And I want to thank each and everyone that's listening. And Wendy, um, I just thank you. It's It's been an honor to, to um, I don't take this uh, lightly to just have the opportunity to sit here with you, uh, with a great lady that is doing great things for this great organization. Again, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for 2023 and all the opportunities that our members can can do. And I hope everyone that's a member has a wonderful year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the OGR podcast series. For more ideas on how you can better serve the changing needs of your families, check out our other episodes at OGR.org slash library. That's OGR.org slash library. Or find us wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. This episode comes from Thumbies Keepsakes, an OGR endorsed supplier. Thumbies offers the largest selection of high quality fingerprint jewelry and accessories, giving families the perfect way to remember their loved ones. 